Davi the Scapegoat here with Thomas Ryan Lawrence from GBA Equality Foundation. We had you on last time, and I got a lot of people go to davicrimmons.com slash contact, or you could go to davithescapegoat.com, and you'll see right up there at the top, click contact. You can get to us, send me an email, and a lot of people were reaching out because they had questions. Maybe they, for whatever reason, feel like they can't talk to their company about it. Maybe their HR department isn't as open with the information as you are. So I had a lot of people reach out that have questions for you, and I'm so happy to have you back to answer those for them today. This is LGBTQ plus public figure and a new radio personality needs spicy advice. I know this girl, love this girl. Congrats on the promotion. I'm excited for you, and I totally understand why you have reached out to me, ma'am. So let's call her Josie. So Josie said, question for Davi and our HR representative and any other boss-ass bitches willing to contribute. (laughs) Hello, my favorite scapegoat. In need of advice, I believe it can only be given by someone as hardworking and inspirational and as spicy as you. I recently started a job in radio. I'm in training to be an on-air personality, and I'm incredibly excited about it. And to be honest, I have you to thank for planting that seed of inspiration for me years ago. I'm debating on whether I should apologize to you now or not, <laughs> Josie, because that industry is a Bobby. tough one. It is a tough one, but I have so much hope for you. All right, Josie says, despite my excitement, I am starting to worry about how to get started being a public figure in my community to top it off being a queer woman in a predominantly male industry. I've always respected your ability to be vulnerable and 100% relatable with your listeners, and I really want to do the same for mine. So I'd appreciate any advice or tips you could offer me. Thanks for always making me laugh. You're someone I look up to in the industry. Okay, so for a public figure, it should be easy. Like, we want to think everybody is way more progressive. You're going to be able to be your authentic self in the workplace, but... This is a male-dominated industry. Um, I I know whereabouts she is. I know how radio is. As you acclimate youth and people to get into workplaces and to be their most authentic self, mm-hmm. but in the safest way possible. I will say this. Um, we were talking about this the other day with an industry that is historically more conservative. Um, investment banking, mm-hmm. right? I was actually having cocktails with a colleague that is pretty high up at J.P. Morgan Chase last time I was in New York. And we were talking about how, look, you can come in and be your authentic self. And if you want to be successful in investment banking, don't be a male that comes in with your fingernails painted. Like you have to find the industry that works with you where you can be your authentic self and it's still acceptable within that industry. So In that example, investment banking, super, super conservative. If I'm someone that likes to display my gender identity by painting my nails and wearing eyeliner and mascara or even full-flown makeup, I might not want to go to work in that industry. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that we do at GBA Equality Foundation is connect advisors in industries with youth so that that's something they can talk about. Now, with, with Josie here... Um, One of the things that I have seen constantly throughout my entire adult life that has made public figures successful is they are unapologetically their authentic selves. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. As soon as I was reading this, the person who came to mind for me is Melissa Carter. Mm. You know, Melissa Carter was a DJ on a very popular radio show in Atlanta I think she started towards the beginning of it. So I was probably in my early 20s. Yep. She was she was an OG. 
Yeah. She's up there with the OG members and she definitely did so much for her brand and helping people within the city. Just, I'm such a huge fan. Yeah, but I remember, and it may have not been this direct, um, but I remember listening to her on the radio because one of the things I loved so much was that she was openly lesbian. Mm -hmm. And I think she was the first openly gay radio personality in Atlanta, or at least in a major market that I had heard of. Um, And when others on the show would try to for lack of a better phrase, mansplain Mm -hmm. to her something about the queer community. Yeah, it happens a lot. She would shut it down. and But that was her personality, Mm -hmm. right? She was a, still is a very strong woman, opinionated, and wouldn't back down. That's what I loved about her. So to Josie, I would say, you know, one, be unapologetically your authentic self if you want to succeed as a public figure, that's number one. Number two, specifically being a public figure in your community, I'm assuming we're talking about the LGBTQ community or queer community, uh, find a way to give back. Mm-hmm. Find a way to go out there with your newfound celebrity and your voice and what you can bring to the table and do some good work. Mm-hmm. Do some good work for queer people. Yeah. You know? Make good trouble, do good work. Yep. And yeah, start affiliating with different organizations that match your ideals in the community. If the job, for whatever reason, is lacking for you and your happiness department, all of that give back mm-hmm. will make up for that. Yeah. Um, and it can, it helps your brand. It makes you feel good. It makes other people feel good. And yeah, there's just so much that Melissa Carter did for the community. But. Josie wants to have spicy advice, and I would say that Melissa Carter did a great job of being spicy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and for a long enough time, using her platform to really build her brand and help people truly. And she did all of that. She's volunteered so much. She's oh, helped gosh. out so much, and she's yeah. hosted so many amazing fundraisers. And so what a lot amazing. of people don't realize is, you know, even, look, just because we're in the queer community, like when you're putting on a gala or an event, there are budgets. And a lot yeah. of times you have to pay MCs. And I know, you know, I know a lot of people in the queer community that donate that time back mm-hmm. for free. Um, that's absolutely wonderful. And, you know, I guess I don't really think about it as much, but being in y'all's industry it's not just about the company you work with. You do have to build this whole personal brand yeah. on top of everything else. Yeah. Um, so really doubling down on that. And if you have to have a personal brand, make it one that you love. Yes. I mean, if it, you build your public figure, mm-hmm. not necessarily your radio persona. Like work on yep. what is you as a whole, and then that's your job on yep. the side and do your job well but just understand that anything that happens there your your focus is always your brand and your betterment and helping people and that kind of selflessness I think it'll help bleed into your job I think it'll help people around you and if you are dealing with any kind of drama at work it will be so difficult for them to look at you and make you the problem when mm-hmm. you are such a a heartwarming part of the community, you know? And I think, and I'm not saying radio would look at you as an LGBTQ plus member and say you're the problem, but it's kind of crazy how quickly it can happen um, and how you having worked on your brand, not in anticipation for that, but just working on yourself and giving yourself 
in different ways will help you at work. It's going to help in multiple ways. And yeah. be vulnerable because vulnerability is relatable. I was never trying to be relatable. I would just come in and be like, y'all, I fucked up. <laughs> and, and then they'd be like, I did that. That's a part of being unapologetically your Yourself. authentic self. Like, yeah. And Josie asked in here, how are you 100% relatable with your listeners? I really want to do the same for mine. I will tell you, as a longtime listener of Davi's, one of the reasons I fell in love with you is exactly that. You weren't trying. If, yeah. if it hit your head, it was coming across your lips. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, that's usually a good thing, but I, I'm, Sometimes I'm very similar. Where I'm like, yeah. okay, I could have phrased it better, but yeah. I still mean what I said. Yeah. Um, and and that, I think I did look at Melissa Carter as an inspiration for when, when things would come back to me in a way where it's like, oh, do you think I'm stupid? You know, like yep. or that mansplain. Like I can... I would react yep. and, and I don't I don't know if she probably got the same thing, but I was seen as a challenging woman. But as a listener, I could also tell when other co-hosts were uncomfortable with that. It, no, no, <laughs> that it was not even about you <laughs> saying what they thought their radio personality needed to say uh, because yeah. it was their radio personality. And, like, you could just tell that they were holding something back. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to say this because this is what such and such is supposed to say because this fits with my persona. Yeah. As opposed to this is how I actually feel. Yeah. I don't want to say how I feel because that doesn't fit with my persona. That's been either that I've had a hand in creating or has been created for me. Yeah. This is a, a, like, little catered Yep. opinion that I had on the back burner that I'm ready to throw out there to make me look like a good guy or good yeah, girl Yeah, I did not anytime. ever get that from you, and I certainly didn't <laughs> get it from Melissa. <laughs> well, it, there's, there, you know, if your whole concept is, is we're real, we're real, then be authentic. Real. And even if you say the thing that people will go, that's problematic, that just forges a conversation and communication and, and that's a vulnerable moment for you to come back the next day and go, I'm sorry, I hadn't thought about it that way. You know, I remember one time saying um, the term, I was like, oh, they, it was in the master bedroom. And then someone tweeted me was like, do you know that term is like outdated and realtors don't <gasps> I didn't use even think about that. the term master bedroom anymore. Yeah. They use primary bedroom and it's racist. So I tweet out I said I'm so sorry like to everyone that if I offended them with master bedroom I got more replies than likes <laughs> with people going oh my god you're so fucking fragile I bet no one said this to you and you're just trying to be a white woman with problems and I was like you could literally look it's right there like the it's right there yeah just look at, and that that person came in there and was like actually no it is outdated and you should but it was very much people that were like no but I appreciated that and even some people that were close to me, you know, in yeah. that studio were like, why would you do that? That you can't just sit there and be so, so careful. You'll never say anything if you're right. so scared all the time. And I was like, I'm never scared. No. I say everything. And then on the back end, if I look like a dickhead, I love having those conversations. Are you kidding? I love disagreeing and having those conversations to figure that out. So why why would I be scared of that? And why would apologizing, that's a vulnerability. Yeah. And if we're being authentic, showing vulnerabilities and learning and growing together, is that not all part of being 
authentic. And and I want to be relatable to the people that want to grow. I don't want to be relatable to the people that lack accountability, never apologize, and right. think everything that comes out of their mouth is perfect. golden rule and perfect. Or when you, you say, hey, what you just said may have offended some of our listeners, and they're like, I don't care. I don't fucking care. Because yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. On shows. Many times. I, I can't I, remember which shows right now, but <laughs> definitely heard it on shows. There's been hot mics on <laughs> leaked audios on certain shows where it's obvious that that does not bother them because they are in a small, small group. Yep. They, they have their tiny little group where they feel safe and no one ever tells them no. Yeah. And then when they venture out and Twitter tells them no, they get real indignant about it. And I'm, I never want to be that person. So... My advice for being a public figure is always be open, mm-hmm. like be vulnerable, show your ignorance. Sometimes people will think you're the funniest person in the room and they'll love you for it. Sometimes they're excited to teach. Yep. Um, and Absolutely. even if it comes a little aggressively, that's their love link. They love to teach. And yep. I love to watch people do what they love. So if somebody loves talking to me about HR relations, if somebody loves talking to me about helping LGBTQ plus youth get into the workplace, these are your interests and look how passionate you are Mm -hmm. in explaining them to me and now we can share that together. And now, fuck, look at me, I'm interested. You know, (laughs) And so somebody telling me, don't say that terminology anymore, I'm never like, don't get indignant, accept criticism so long as it's not a useless criticism like there's a difference between constructive criticism like hey could you get rid of that problematic language and and maybe think about it differently next time and then you're a stupid bitch and your voice sounds like a yorkie stuck in the microwave that's not constructive right how do i do anything yeah like or that you know (laughs) like it that's not constructive so for josie i i wish you luck i think you're gonna have a lot of fun i'm like i almost want to like put her in touch with melissa carter you know what i mean because i think you're gonna find some I think you're going to run into experiences that I haven't been a straight white woman. So I don't know how to prepare you for those. I hate that that might happen. But I think as long as you're being authentic to yourself and you are always putting yourself, your brand and your community first, then you will be able to be resilient and acclimate to all of these different kind of things that you might deal with in that position. And even when those things are being thrown at you be vulnerable absolutely any more advice for Josie no other thing, well it. once I find out where Josie is I mean I've, I've got the contact information here but I'll reach out and because I'm interested in what market and I can help make some connections with some various nonprofits. okay and cool like that yeah yeah, yeah oh man I did I, I did some googling like last year when I first lost my job because I was like I want to volunteer and I found uh, lost and found youth I found uh, canine cellmates I found all these cool organizations that I can volunteer with now and it was took me five minutes to Google yeah and and all of a sudden I had new We're friends out here and family profits y'all and we love any help of course financial donations are always great but mm-hmm. time. Time is the one resource that we cannot get back. Nope. So um, any way that you can volunteer with organizations that are um, particularly meaningful to you, please make some time and, and go volunteer. Yeah. And get maybe get your business involved in those because that can only help your business. Like, yeah. th- like showing them that uh, this kind of inclusivity is worth it and it's amazing and progressive and it's doing good things kind of like what gba equality foundation has been doing for a couple of years now 
How how old is GBA Quality Foundation? So the foundation itself actually launched in Q4 of last year. Holy shit! I thought it was like yeah, I yeah, thought it was so like two years old. Gaberhood, the that... for-profit company, has been gotcha. around since 2010. All right. Um, but the foundation and what's been great is even though we're new. Um, everyone I talk to, <laughs> which is great, they're like, wow, you've really accomplished a lot in a little bit of time. That's what because I was looking at. we have 11,000 <laughs> open jobs. Yeah. And we launched in Q4 of last year. But it goes back to I've worked in the LGBTQ plus community nationwide for 18 years. And you're hustling. Thank like, you. I am business. hustling. Yes, I am. I remember when you came <laughs> over, you're like, uh, how much like research did you do on me? And I, I was like, enough to be like, damn, <laughs> you've done a lot in a short period of time. That's yeah, very it's, awesome. It's all about those relationships. It is. And that's one of the things we work with our youth on is, again, that's why we want to be able to connect them with mentors. Mm -hmm. Because the more you are connected to other people, the more your confidence gets higher. Because you, you're seeing other people out there that look like you and represent you that have made it and have been successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we're all about. Yep. Yeah. And it'll make you feel good when you've helped someone. Oh, I feel like great a little every you. Day. Yeah, you every, feel great every day. Every freaking day. Yeah. It, you know, I'm in Miami next week at a career fair. I'm in Orlando after that, working with more students. So I, that's the best part of my job. That's so exciting. That is the best I love part that. Of my job. And they need the help, man. I wish I wish there were people like you around. <laughs> For for my me and my friends when we were young kids and we didn't know where we were going and what we were doing. So me this is amazing. too, because I sure as shit didn't know what I was doing <laughs> in college. <laughs> but yes, the time, the donations are very nice. So if you want to give to GBA Equality Foundation, you can go to bitly slash Davi Helps Queer Youth, yep. and that link will always be available to donate to. Or you could donate directly at gbaequality.org. That's a direct donation. There's a link right there on the page to give them a donation. And, of course, if you can volunteer some time, they're always looking for helpers. We are. You can email me directly, thomas at gbaequality.org. Thank you again for being with us today, Thomas Ryan Lawrence. I always love having you in. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a blast. And I can't wait to get some more questions yes. to davithescapegoat.com. Go to contact and say, hey, Thomas. You know, just put Absolutely. the subject, hey, Thomas, and I will save all of these, and we will have Thomas back to answer all your questions. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was awesome. Was Again. <laughs> Next on Davi the Scapegoat. People are like, so what do you do? And maybe you aren't as stressed out by that question as I am. I'd be like, I do stuff. I do stuff, you know, I'm but then, yeah. But if you say you're a comedian at the party, what do people do to you? Tell me a joke. Tell me a fucking and joke. Like, jokes come with checks, ho. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> like, oh, so you want a private face. performance? Because like, that's a, to a totally yeah, like, different payment I can pull point. up on you yeah. if you want a real show. It's just this is how much it costs Book for this me. many minutes. All right. But, I could start saying Right now, that. if you happen to laugh, you're just going to happen to laugh. Maybe you'll think twice before you will try.